This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings, welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars podcast with your hosts Jim and Tom. And uh, Tom, it seems like 2020 continued to be 2020. We've started with some good news and some optimism, and then Alex Trebek dies. Weird thing was, me and Nicole were watching Jeopardy, and uh, we both looked at each other. Like, almost at the same time, I was like, doesn't he have cancer? Yeah. Like, I thought he was taking time off, but he never took time off, and he never looked bad. You know, because he's never been like, he's always been like a svelte guy. You know, he's always looked exactly the same. Yeah. When, you know, he never looked sick. I was just, I was like, I I guess he's just going to work with it and just waiting, which, you know, happens, but. It went into remission, um, I want to say in the spring, early spring, late winter, early spring. And then it came back. And then they started, um, when Corona hit, they did all the tournament of champions and the reruns. That was his time yeah. off. So he, he was away from the camera for a little bit, and then it went to remission, and then there was the rumor that he wasn't going to do chemo anymore, and then that he didn't care if he died, and then he was like, no, no, that's not the case. He's like, I don't know like, like how chemo makes me feel. Well, but, well, I think he just eventually was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I know I don't have a lot of time. I'm yeah. not going to spend it sick on chemo. It's oh, just, absolutely. You know, accepting, you expect, you know. Anyway, I, you know, I, you know. Everybody knows who Alex Trebek is, and everybody knows why Alex Trebek is, you know, like, never a bad thing to say about him. Never. That's because he's Canadian. Him and Pat Say, yeah, it's true. Him and Pat Sajak, like, nothing. I don't, Pat Sajak always kind of, like, I don't want to be in, like, Pat Sajak jail right now, but he always reminds me, like, he could be a weasel under that plastic surgery. Oh, well, yeah, but the thing is, is that you don't hear about it. You don't you don't go thirty five years or whatever. I don't even know how long they've been doing just, it, and not here. Anything. They've been doing it longer than I've been alive, and that's that could be thirty five years because yeah. I'm only thirty three. Well, and if, like people have been saying, yeah, well, I don't know for sure, but I've seen the only thing I've seen about Pat or, or, or uh, Alex Trebek is, oh well, he was a sexist early. Like, well, yeah, everybody on television yeah. was sexist. I mean, it sucks, but that's a reality of the time. But you never heard it like, you know, maybe, you know, he said girls and, you know, didn't like address him. But he's progressed. It's not, you know, nobody will say that about him now. Um, I don't know, man. I've, I watch Jeopardy as much as I possibly can. Like, if I'm home at 7 o'clock, it's on. Regardless if it's 7.05 or 7.25, I'm watching it. This one might hit me the hardest. This was a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Chadwick Boseman right up there but yeah. Alex Trebek I had more time with like I used to watch Jeopardy with my parents well Chadwick Boseman was like turning around and walking into a wall like you didn't see it coming you didn't know it was happening Alex Trebek I don't know which one's worse really I don't know knowing that yeah. somebody's going to die and just waiting and waiting and kind of getting used to him being there again and then he passes away which is kind of what happened with Alex Trebek like you kind of forgot about it yeah, I woke up this morning, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, it was like a gut punch. It was the same feeling I had when Chadwick Boseman died. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, can't we just catch a break? Like, I, I know, knew man. he was sick, and it was just like, you kind of don't want, like, I never thought that 
he would die. You know, I would think like he would go maybe like five years from now, not this year, but yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, Chelsea and I, when he was diagnosed with cancer, Chelsea and I always had the discussion on like who replaces him because like that's somebody I don't think you can possibly replace. Now, I guess the show must go on. I don't know. I mean, Jeopardy's been a, a staple he, with him on it for over 30 years. I don't know. Do you ever, I mean, the opportunity for uh, The Price is Right, finding Drew Carey and Drew Carey, you know, being the perfect, I don't even watch it anymore, but I get it. I mean, I just don't watch that many daytime. I don't have, I'm not home at daytime. Yeah, you're so. not home. Um, but Drew Carey coming in and becoming the perfect host for a, a show it's crazy. Like you don't come in and 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 take the next or take the the, the over duties and be good at it. It doesn't happen that often. Yeah. I don't know who could do it. I don't know who's ever who who has ever done it. I I, I can't think of anybody. Honestly, I think he's been the only one from start to finish. The only regret I have so far is that I never auditioned for it. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Because, like, you don't have to be a genius. You have to, like... Well, you get study you get materials. A uh, yeah, but, like, if you give me pop culture in both rounds, I'm going to win. Right, right. I'll daily double all of them. There's um, a thing going around, because when he first announced it, I think, like, uh, maybe a year and a half ago or something, it was it, it was on a Monday, he announced it, and and um, there's the, the tweet going around, or, or the, the little clip. Of him asking, like, you know, it's the Daily Double, it's the end. And he asked the uh, the guy, he's like, what's your, you know, what's your answer? And the guy didn't know, but he wrote, we love you, Alex. Yes, I've watched that on repeat today. <laughs> it's only like 10 and seconds re- and it's like, oh. Yeah. yeah. And just recently, this past week or last week, there was another guy who came out and said, like, listen, Alex, I learned how to speak English because of you. He's like, me and my grandfather would watch Jeopardy. I learned how to speak English. Yeah, another beautiful moment. I don't know, but we can we can talk replacements further down the line. We don't need to address that now. Let let the family grieve. Let us grieve. But let's let's move on. Uh, I will be upset for the remainder of yeah, 2020, yeah. grieving the loss of my favorite game show host. Uh, but today, we're going to review a TV show called Truth Seekers from Amazon Prime. Um, and spoiler alert to follow, I think we've got another hit. Yeah. This is let's just let's run it down a little bit. Um the official synopsis is a team of part-time paranormal investigators use homemade gizmos to track the supernatural, sharing their adventures online. As their haunted stakeouts become become more terrifying, they begin to uncover an unimaginable apocalyptic conspiracy. Now, that sounds great, right? That sounds like a, yeah. a fun show to watch. But when you factor in that the main investigator is Nick Frost, <laughs> It goes from a intriguing thought of a show to watch to I must see this. Yeah. At least for me, um, I love Nick Frost. Uh, you know this. Uh, I met Nick Frost a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, he called me right. Captain America. I have definite um, Nick Frost cosplay feels that I, you know, like I'm not too far away as it is. I I might even already have those <laughs> clothes in my closets. I got, like I look. I honestly feel like uh, the outfits that he wore in this besides the smile gear were his own clothes <laughs> yeah I know. Like, he's just like this is what i got and he's got a covid you know beard and he's got like <laughs> yeah he just shaved it it's gone mm. 
he got rid of it, and I was so so upset because we were bearded brothers. Uh, we were talking. I was already talking about doing the reboot of Twins with him, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it didn't work out. But man, this was a this was a fun show. I know this was a show that you started before I did. I watched this in one afternoon. Oh, easily, yeah. It, um, it rolls eight episodes, thirty three minutes a clip. In the world of binge, it is nice to have thirty minute episodes of something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, I I breeze through this. This is for the first time. I didn't have to watch it the day of our recording, which is a you know pulling right. the pulling the curtain. But, um, yeah, this was so easy, and it it it's. I mean, we'll get into it, but it's it's so nice to see. Like I've always been a fan. Like I've been watching a lot of British comedy, and this is British sci-fi-ish comedy, which is something I've you know Doctor Who is well. That's yeah. not comedy, but, um, you know, Red Dwarf. It can be. And, it definitely and, can be. Yeah. Um, there's something, uh, yeah, The Mighty Boosh, uh, Little England, all the British comedies I love. Um, so, I was excited to watch this, um, I, I, but I didn't know. Like, I, I did, you know, you go on Amazon, you see the banner, and I clicked on it, and I was like, oh. I just couldn't. I stuck around, and I couldn't. Yeah, um, yeah. It was uh, it was surprisingly good and easy to watch. Yeah, when I saw the first banner, I was like, "All right, mark this on my calendar when this comes out." Forgot it came out, and here we are talking about right. it. But let's go down the uh, let's go down the casting for a bit. Uh, we got Nick Frost who plays Gus uh, Gus Roberts, Malcolm McDowell who plays Richard. Samson K.O., who plays Elton John, a.k.a. Lionel Richie. Uh, Susan Wacoma, who plays Helen. Emma Darcy, who plays Astrid. And Simon Pegg, who plays Dave. And then we've got Julian Barrett, who plays Dr. Peter Toynbee. And then, finally, Kelly McDonald, who plays JoJo74. Yeah. Now, there, there are so many more people that were in there. Uh, did you catch the Martin Freeman cameo? Well... Uh, yeah, and uh, well, I was going to talk to you about that. Um, is this part of the Coronetta trilogy? It feels it's got. Co- I don't think so. It's got Coronetta. Uh, it's got that trilogy stink on it, obviously, because um, you have uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, but then you get you know Martin Freeman in there. Um, that's about it. Uh, you know, but. I don't know. It had it had it had that kind of feel to it to me, but it definitely does. And the trilogy you're talking about is uh, Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz, and At World's End. Yeah. And um, I don't know if this fits that trilogy because usually Simon Pegg is the main character, right. and Simon Pegg is is very supporting in this. Like he's like I think essentially he, a guest star. Yeah. But um, as we'll progress, we'll find out. I, I next season, which I think is. You know, I think they're going to get one. It's def- I hope so. Definitely it hasn't left- been announced yet. I know, which is kind of weird nowadays. I mean, usually it doesn't take that long. Um, Especially with Amazon, because they announce, like, right before the first episode airs, usually they get a – like, yeah. the boys got a second season uh, a week before season one started. Right. And then they got a third season two months before season th- two started. This one worries me. Well, this one, I think it, it's because it came – like, I don't know. It felt like it came out of nowhere. So I don't, it really did. Um, I think it's bigger than they thought it was going to be, and 
So I I I am holding out hope. It it definitely left the door open um for a second season and it, I would think from the way that it ended that they're de- it, you know, it gave us the possibility of Simon Pegg having a much bigger role in the next season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about I don't want to jump to the end yet right. because we normally do that 15 minutes in. I want to talk let's start right at the beginning where uh, the thing about the series that I like the most is that it seems like something that you and I have talked about, honestly, like becoming ghost hunters on with like wish equipment. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that yeah, we, ha- we, we we've actually chose that idea. That. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. Right. And with the, he's a ghost hunter. He's got a day job. He works for Smile, who's AT&T, essentially. Yeah. And then he's a YouTuber on top of that. So he's he's very much like us. Yeah. Uh, if he had a podcast, uh, he would have been another, another member of like the well, Active Geek Production I, family. That's what I, I was thinking is there's this <laughs> there's this uh, uh, secondary plot thread that runs through it of of uh, of Nick Frost, Malcolm McDowell and 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 uh, uh, Susan Wacoma's character. All like oh, Helen, Helen, my favorite. Yeah, all competing for, uh, or well, getting jealous of each other because they have more subscribers and and social yeah. media presence. Yeah. Um And it, you know, it's kind of like us. I mean, they're, they're like, wow, six thousand subscribers. I what I wouldn't do. <laughs> it's crazy, but he's got a. He's got 114 subscribers, and he's like, "I'm doing really good where I'm at. I don't need an Instagram." And she's like, "No, like, dude, you you need an Instagram." He's like, "No, no, I think I'm doing all right." And I feel like we've had those discussions where we're like, "Yeah, man, we got four plays this week. Oh yeah, we don't need an Instagram. We're going to New York Comic Con." It's just like this show was. It had hard, It had so much more than what I thought it was going to have. I yeah. thought this was going to be a throwaway 30-minute sitcom where it really wasn't. It was sci-fi. It was adventure. It was drama. It was suspense and thriller. Like, you start off with them investigating the old woman's house, and it's the dog who's been dead for 26 years. Yeah. But still, like, still, like he's got an iron lung going on. And then prog- progresses into, like, the haunted, the, the serial killer uh, bed and breakfast that I think that um, – your family and me and Chelsea would uh, probably end up yeah. staying at one night. Nicole's probably um, already booked a trip there, you know. Right. And then it actually turns out that it's haunted. And then that, like, that moment, like, it kind of flips the whole script. Like, it goes from comedy to be like, oh, this really has legs. Oh, yeah. Now we're going back into the world wars and their stories there. And then when they introduced Time Bee and the cult, cult aspect, I was like, okay, this is great. Well, this is 100% well, great television. You know, eight episodes and each episode, I, I you know, I think this is intentional. They created a new, um, instead of the monster of the week, it was the, the conspiracy of the week. And then like this onion kept getting, like there was more and more and more layers to it. And every episode you think, well, well we're done. And then they introduce a new concept and a new idea. And, and the, the plot gets bigger and, um, and, and, And there's there's different characters introduced, and even to the, like the very last minute of the very last episode, you're like they kept doing it. They did it right there too. They introduced a whole another season of a you know, yep. of this thing, and it's just constantly the the plot was getting so crazy and ridiculous, and so many different layers to this story, and it's all one story 
told over, I mean, a couple months, I guess, at, at some point they say that. Um, and it just, it's taking you, and for a silly comedy, sci-fi comedy, you do get introduced to some really good storytelling. Like, you don't, yeah. you're trying to figure out, there's two things you're trying to do is first, why, why is everybody okay with him being called Elton John? And then why is yeah. he really being called Elton John through the whole thing and who he is? And you start developing your own ideas and then they twist it. They, you know, the, the Shyamalan twist, even though it's not that bad, but they, they give you some twist and they, they, you know, they introduce new things and they keep introducing new ideas and they, you know, characters are never all the characters are totally different people at the end of the show than at the beginning, and it's really yeah, only absolutely. four hours of television. So that's what's what's crazy. And you about start it. your when you're watching it. Like at least this is where I went. Uh, the first the first episode, the pilot, you see Astrid and her ghosts, her demons, essentially, like literally. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, okay, this whole story is going to re- revolve around Gus and Elton John trying to save Astrid. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of pieced that up in the second episode. Right. And then it turns into, you know, uh, Helen's got agoraphobia and they're trying to help Helen with her agoraphobia and go into the cosplay convention. And then they fix that. And then it's Elton John's the most haunted kid in Europe. And then they fix that. And now, you know, it's well, I got to meet Tynebee. Yeah. And they fix that. And it's just, it's constantly evolving. But like, they when they tie the story up, there's still little loose ends that that are left intentional. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's 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 a good point to say that it's intentional. It's enough of a loose end for you to um for you to grab onto because it's intentional. They want you to say it, but they it's not enough for you to un- pull it and unravel the whole story right away. It's still like these things have to keep progressing. And I I just think it was great. I think they did a great uh, job of of uh, keeping you on a string and, 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 you know, keeping you guessing. Because, yeah, all the stories that are developed in the first, like, say, like, two episodes, which I think even maybe first episode, they all get solved. And every episode, yeah. it's they're not bottle episodes, but your your stories are getting solved real quick, and it makes you think, is that all this is going to be? But then it leaves enough at the end of each one that you go into the next episode going, oh, it's a whole nother onion that yeah. we have to peel and another layer that we have to get through and another story. And to the very yeah, end, and then you... at the very end, you're still like, oh, shit, now it's, we're going to a whole new well, planet. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. When when they start with the dog, you, I kind of was like, oh, that's that's done. Like, it's it's fixed. But then, like, when the, the essence of the soul is being captured, yeah. that goes into the World War One or World War Two flashback. And then you think that that's going to go away. And that comes back in the last episode and the the witchcraft. Like I was like, these are great little snippets of yeah. like flashbacks. And they tie the whole episode. Like that one flashback is important to the entire episode. And it interact like it doesn't even matter that Gus wasn't there or Elton John or or like Richard. Nobody was there. But when they get into it, it all comes back. They go to the hotel and that little doll's possessed. They let her out. And then I think the biggest twist, honestly, was when they got to uh, Elton's old house, found out that his name is Lionel Richie, and then they did the little whole like he's like, "Nice to meet you, Lionel Richie," and then Lionel Richie was like, "Hello." <laughs> like I, I lost it. I lost it on that. But the biggest <laughs> twist to me was um, that Time B killed Gus's wife. Yeah, yeah. 
early. Like and before when anything I fa- happened. When that happened, I was Yeah, but this was like right after we find out that Time B is actually the bad guy. Yeah. And they the he implants the, you know, the the microbots into Richard's eye and everybody else's eye, and you're like, Okay, he's a doomsday cultist. Like he's mm-hmm. trying to get this and this world ending and go into a some way but um yeah yeah he's gonna go to eternus during the the lunar eclipse and then you find out i think in episode six or seven that he killed gus's wife as a sacrifice uh to get to extremis or uh eternus she was like a a test run for his system of yeah um he has he has a thing where he checks to see what how many whatever he is awards what you know points yeah how many souls yeah and he needs so many souls um toynbee who was played by uh julian barrett and julian barrett who i'm a huge fan of and from the mighty boosh and i recommend that to everybody it's such a ridiculous show and it makes zero nothing ever makes any sense in it you'll never come out of it thinking wow that made sense it but it's intentional it's like true British comedy. He always plays the same ridiculous straight man, like in the comedy duos, like very, very like he's perfected this, uh, this, you know, holier than now um, arrogance about himself and like bravado. And uh, I, he does it again. I think, you know, he doesn't have a ton of episodes and a ton of time but like i think he's a good character and to have in this and i don't know if he'll be in a second season and i think that sucks because i really do like him but i i uh i liked what he did why don't you think he's going to be in the second season i know like we well he, we assume he's dead right yes i assume he's dead but i assume do you, he's do you de- think that he pop he might actually become a you ghost think he pops back up there are yeah. a lot of ghosts in this i mean that's a whole yeah. One of our main characters, Astrid, is a ghost. Uh, is a ghost from the nineties. Yeah. Right. Right. That's a good. And that's like, a twist. I didn't. I thought everything revolved around her. I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought everything that that was turned out to be um, Elton John's partners. I thought was her part. Like I thought she was. The, yeah. I thought she was the turned out the you know doorway whatever. But I thought. Um, I was surprised to find out that it was her, or it was him, not her, and she was a a part of, you know, he brought her there, which I think, you know, I didn't see that happening. Yeah, she he brought her there, but, like, she was, like, a pre-existing character in the larger scheme of things. Right. Because at the end, when we, well, we meet JoJo 47 or 74, and you think that she's, like, this crackpot, and then at the end, like, she's super suave and sexy and she's trying to you know she she's is, sending them on their way she's the uh the yin to um simon, Peg simon Yang. Pe- yeah simon pegs yang apparently um what did you think of his wig <laughs> uh i didn't understand what the wig was about um and it's only mentioned once which i think was smart but i mean everybody just like why is everybody okay with him being called Elton John? Why aren't we talking more about that? It's the same about that wig. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it, but for good reason. Like, oh, we find out that he's in a, you know, basically, a, I mean, here, big spoilers right here. He's an alien. 
So. All right, so you're you're going with the alien theory, right? Well, because I've I've read some people are going super being. Yeah, because he says that, but also he holds up the 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 copy that he has of the the um the pioneer plaque with the yeah. the Vesuvian man and that uh, uh and the carving of the woman. Yeah. Anyway, he was the one that created that plaque and decided to send it out on a pioneer, and the pioneer was supposed to give directions to aliens about coming here it's got mathematical equations mm-hmm. on there and it shows the the anatomy of human beings and it shows but it's all pictures and it shows representations of pi and representation so even if they could never read our language they could read the math the maths are um carl sagan carl sagan so anyway that's uh, an aside but he holds up that that copy of the Pioneer plaque, and that's what makes me think he's an alien. Yeah, and I mean, she uh, JoJo says, "Well, at least you wore clothes this time." Right. And then she also makes mention of the wig. She's like, "That wig is ridiculous," mm-hmm. and it kind of sets it does set it up that now they were they didn't think they were alone when it came to ghosts, right? Well, they they thought that up until they had ghosts. I I watched this the last episode a second time, and up until that moment, I missed the pioneer plaque. And okay, the second watching, I was like, oh, that's what I was thinking. Angels and demons. I was thinking, you know, we were in that yeah. again. But I mean, it would suck because Amazon just did Good Omens, which is exactly the same thing. But no, they weren't. I, they weren't bringing that back. They were doing a whole different, you know, I think a whole different thing with the, the, the aliens. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking it's aliens mm. because you, you, you go with the we are not alone with ghosts. And the, the title, Truth Seekers, they're trying to solve these, these, these uh, rumors, conspiracies, right? So the first truth is, are there ghosts? What happens when mm-hmm. we die? Do we go to the other side? They've solved that. They've showed that, yes, there are ghosts. Astrid was a ghost. Astrid's mother was a ghost. There was the, the plague doctor that looked like a ghost. You know, there was the ghost in the machine. So all those tropes were done. Now what's the next logical step? Are we alone in space? So now the aliens come. And right. if it goes for a third one, it, it could go celestial and say, are we alone in this plane? Like, are there angels? Are there demons? Yeah. And so on. You know who I think would... No, uh, there's a podcast we both listen to almost religiously, and I think Henry would get a hard on watching this because this is up his alley of, of yeah progressive Zufa yeah yeah progressively Zufon like stuff. crazier and crazier conspiracy theories being proven true, and we don't I mean yeah. it starts with ghosts and it's like you know he even said Gus says it he's like I've been doing this for 25 years <laughs> haven't heard shit. And I meet yep. you t- two months later. I'm, you know, depossessing dead dogs and, and finding ghosts yep. in machines. Um, so, you know, is it true? I don't know. Why is there all of a sudden uh, an influx of ghosts and ghost things going on? And uh, are they true? Or is it... Um, <clears throat> Or is this soul thing going to be like some kind of technology since now we're progressing into the alien realm? Is it going to be some kind of technology yeah. that like keeps souls around? Or is it really ghosts? I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, we saw at the end with Astrid, she went into the painting. Mm-hmm. 
and Jojo says to Dave, you know, I'm sorry about your poor Astrid. What what do you make of that? I have no idea. Um I was that's was, has that's what I was thinking about. Has Dave This must have happened before. Yeah. Oh. Well they said ten years ago he was here. Yeah. You know, it took ten years, like like last time you wore clothes, this time you didn't. Right. Like you know, so he's definitely been on the, the this plane as this planet twice. Right. And and now he's like inventing this new technology with the eight G and the, the whatever. Um so he must know something's coming or must know how to handle something. So that, I, I, th- I think he's going to be a big player in the second season because I, th- I think first there will be a second season because they left it wide open. Um, Same. I don't know what, you know. I think this is a technology and I think Astrid is his first experiment and then I think um, Elton John's his second experiment. Okay, so Astrid like the first living ghost? Yeah, or kind like, or when you, when you like think... she's a conduit. She might have been his first like, might have been Dave's first conduit like to create capture souls. Okay, whatever. That ten years ten years ago when he was here originally, he tried to invent this this, and then the second go around is now. You know he does work. He works out with or he, you know, gets Elton John to. Um, become that conduit or doorway and i don't know yeah i mean I the elton john aspect yeah the the elton john aspect is big because he's paired with gus through dave so obviously dave knows elton he thinks highly of elton because he says this guy has a future even though he's bounced from job to job because he's haunted and you know he didn't know what was going on i also think with the astrid stuff the astrid stuff i don't know if she's going to come back in season two Although I'd, I'd like her to because I think she was fantastic. One of my favorite characters in it. I think and she because has a, of Astrid's... She ha- starts having an affair or they fall, you know, Elton John and her fall in love or start to anyway. Yeah. So, But now she's in the painting. I know. I, but uh, I think so she's going to at very least uh, be motivation for Elton John to take his ghost hunting and, and finding you know these ghosts well to find her yeah more seriously but i think i think astrid is the person who was before tyne i think she oh, was okay. the first victim of the person before tyne okay so tyne killed gus's wife astrid was the first death of that that um i guess not the martyr but that um i guess oracle can we call? Was he an oracle or suits? Like, I don't know. Like yeah, crackpot. <laughs> crackpot. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I think Astrid was the first victim of this whole inspe- experiment. They come down, boom. There you go. Um, it doesn't go back to the doctor. You know, the old doctor for the woman with the dog. It doesn't go back to the um, the, the soldier who got trapped in the machine. Yeah, well, that's all there. I think that was all pre-existing. I think Astrid is Dave's first project. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know how all the different um, things, I mean, we see some people accomplishing capturing souls and possessing things through science with the machine. And then we see, you know, some people do it with magic, um, with that, yeah. the book and the witch. Um, some n- Who was super hot for, for Gus. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, she was all about Gus. And and so I, I don't know. I don't know how the, the soul capturing is going to work. Uh, it's a thing. I, you know, I don't know if it's oh, it's all a technology, just different ways to access it. I don't know who can create it. That see, that's the things where I think Dave and JoJo seventy four are going to become a bigger part of you know finding out the apparatus to to to, to, to uh, hold these souls is going to be. Yeah. So. Do you think um, Gus and El- well Elton slash Lionel? Um, <laughs> so we go. There's the new team, the new Truth Seekers is obviously Gus, Lionel, uh, Malcolm McDowell's character, yeah, uh, Richard, and and Helen. So that's the team, right? That's your that's your new Ghostbusters. Do do they go proton, proton pack? Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, I would love it. The the friendship of Helen and and uh, Malcolm McDowell is is yeah. I don't know. I every time they run like screen together, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Were you worried that that was going to turn into a romantic relationship? Uh, if this was a, th- a real uh, Coronetta trilogy, it would have happened. Like, that would have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, because it wasn't. And But it was just like she was like had her first friend who just happens to be a nearly... 85 years old. Yeah, nearly senile man. So yeah. But she like she's very valuable to that group. She's like their oracle. Uh, when yeah, when she came into the world or their world, and they're going to the eclipse, the the cult sacrifice. Right. She's like, I can fix our eyes. Yeah. And it wasn't until you know Gus messed it up, but like they were good. Yeah. Um. She's their uh, Mission Impossible team leader, <laughs> or Felicity yeah. Smoke, or something like that. You know, she's watches the cameras. She. You know, organized her disguises, and um, yeah, she's really found her thing to do. Um, yeah, she's a person in the chair. Yeah, uh, which is great. Who who is your favorite character of the show? I mean, easy answer is 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 Gus, <laughs> but I'm gonna go outside of Nick Frost because I do love Nick Frost so much. I had, but. Uh, I had a thing, like, I started having a thing for Malcolm McDowell in this, like, the grumpy old man. I, I could just, yeah. I know that's the direction I'm headed, um, and, you know, can't figure stuff out, can't figure out technology, stuff like that. Um, yeah, he's probably my favorite um, outside of Nick Frost, because I'm just going to say Nick Frost was great in this, and uh, he does all the yeah. heavy lifting, and I think everybody thought he could do it, but... It's I, you know he hasn't had a, a ton of a chance since um, Simon Pegg usually do, takes over all the the heavy lifting for that that trilogy. So yeah, I don't I honestly can't remember a Nick Frost led series or movie. Uh, no, I mean, right. I'm trying to it's think. Been, it's been a while, and I'm I'm a big Nick Frost fan, and I I want to see him in more stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was you know I'm sure. Uh, our English listeners are are you know screaming at us like you know here's this thing that thing but no not much has made it over here for sure um, yeah no he's got four things he's got four things in the in the works he's got sweet dreams which is uh, another English uh, movie he's got pugwash oh. 
which is a uh, live, act- live action film version of the popular story called Captain Pugwash. So he's Captain Pugwash. He's got The Nevers, okay. which is a sci-fi dramatic tale uh, with nobody that I've ever heard of. <laughs> and then Troll Hunters, Rise of, the, Rise of the Titans. He's in that. He's a voice actor in that as well. Okay. But I, I, I kind of wish that he didn't have such a thick British accent because I've never heard him with an English accent or like an American accent. No. I would have loved him to play Puck in in oh, the yeah. uh, oh well, God the A not A Force uh, what am I Alpha Flight Alpha Flight um he's built for Puck yeah we'll never I mean he could become an agent or something but we're never going to see him. I don't think we'll ever see him in in the Marvel verse. I don't know why though. Uh, if there is an Alpha Flight, or not an Alpha, an Excalibur, uh, or if we get our Captain, um, spe- well, if we ever got Captain Britain, here we go on our tangents about Marvel and and comics. But if we did ever get our Captain Britain with Simon Pegg at the helm or Simon Pegg as Captain Britain, you know there's that Nick Frost will be in there somewhere. Yeah, um, Martin. It's kind of like and Sam you, Raimi adding uh, Bruce Campbell into Spider-Man. Yeah, or Doctor Strange. Right. Just, just, just because he has to contractually. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I do see that in the Nevers he plays Declan Orem, and that's uh, Declan was the name of um, what's his name in the trilogy, uh, Martin Freeman's name. So I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if that goes back to him again. I don't know. We'll see. Not. I don't know, man. I think, uh, yeah, me too. Um, I was surprised when I met him. I didn't realize how tatted he was. Uh, he's got, like hand tats, wrist, yeah. And but he's fantastic. He was super nice when I met him. Um, and that's not. This isn't the time for that. Um, I don't know. What do you give it? What do you give? What do you give the series? Oh, what do I give the series? Four point five. Yeah. Four point five. Okay. Yeah. What would have brought it to a five? There was some pacing and some confusion. Not, but not the intentional confusion. There was some weird pacing at, at like, it kind of got, the story kind of got drawn out then, like, told real quick at the end. And uh, I watched this almost as one thing instead of episodic. Like, I, I think I might have watched this in two days. And I think that's the problem with binging is unintentionally you, you know, you say, well, that, this part of it, the the ending or the last four episodes took, you know, there was this weird thing. Well, it's not meant to be a movie. It's not meant to be a marathon yeah. of a movie. It's meant to be taken episodic, and you take each episode as it is. But the problem is, we don't do that anymore. We stream everything, and so it was just a little pacing thing and um, a little confusion um, with uh, the powers. Uh, I I didn't know, and that was really it. Uh, but I mean, I, I there's so many characters, and I think the the writing was so great that. You can't go lower. So, so. Well, that's why I gave it a five. I knew you would. Um, I loved it. I, I laughed. I didn't cry. This wasn't <laughs> a crying one. But I, I laughed I laughed out loud a lot. And this was something that um, from the origin, from the beginning opening credit, like the Truth Seeker in like black and white static, from that to the ending uh, soundtrack or score, the ending score, I was hooked, uh, so I'm hoping that this gets a season two. Should we uh, have this known might be... Astrid was a ghost since she never took off her 1995 um, short? Yeah, um, her bib over her overalls, short overalls. 
Like she never yeah, took think, them off. I think that so we should. Why didn't we know she was a, like? Because that's weirdly fashionable right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess. And as Americans, we always think England is like a couple years behind us as far as uh, fashion. Not twenty five. So, so yeah, but you know, everything's cyclical. Yeah. So if if this kind of you know was popular then, it's popular now. Um, that was one of the things that you know some people have pointed out that you should have just picked up on her outfit. But I mean, nobody looked like super debonair and stylish. Well, that's like, the thing is, I, 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 they took these weird what we would if if it was done less intentionally, it would be a thing that we would think was ridiculous, and and they turned it into plot points like the Elton John thing. How nobody talks about him being called Elton John yep. until they want to talk about. It. The fact that Dave looks absolutely ridiculous in that wig, but we we don't talk about it until he wants to talk about it, and it becomes yeah. a plot point. We didn't talk, so we extend that. He's being spied on the whole time, right? So I extend that ridiculous out to her only wearing short overalls that we all wore with one strap down. That's why you know that's maybe that's why I didn't see it because she had both straps up. It's not nineteen ninety five. Um, yeah, and and like, listen, she was she came from the hospital, showed up at Gus's spot, hid in the woods for a while, and then she was couch surfing the whole time. She didn't have a war. She didn't come with a suitcase, right? You know what I mean? And she I kept was, thinking, it was I was just like, what she came with? Because they do say, you know, it's been a couple of weeks, been this amount of time, this amount. So uh, it could feel like if they didn't tell you how much time passed, it could feel like this has only been a week. But since they kind of mm-hmm. tell you, it's been a little bit like months. You. Why doesn't she have a? Where she get? Where she? Does she eat? Like, does she make money? Like, you don't ask all those questions no, in the in the time, but you know, it's like afterwards, you're like, oh, I should have asked all these questions. I should have known about yeah. this. So, because you're you're just waiting for the for that to be discussed because everything else was discussed, like you said, and then we finally find out. Well, she's dead. Yeah, she's been dead. Yeah. So that's why she she they're the clothes that she died in, and apparently was buried in, and. You know, and also, they couldn't afford a nice dress. I think they play around a little bit with the fact that we have preconceptions about, um, wh- uh, you know, what ghosts look like, who ghosts are, and their the yeah what ghosts are their form. Yeah, we know the rules of ghosts, you know, and her tangibly like just hanging out, and everybody could see her. She's talking to everybody. It's not like one of those weird. Uh, yeah. it's not, what's the M. Night Shyamalan movie, um, where he's like, I There's see dead t- people. Uh, Sense. Yeah. Where it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Nobody talked to him. You know, you see it at the end, you know, like, okay, I get it. But this wasn't like that. Yeah, she I mean, was she, interacting with people. So yeah, she kissed Ellen. Yeah. And Dave says hi. Well, I'm gonna have to rewatch yeah, it. Dave knew her, but did only Dave know her? Or did other people well, know? Because no. Dave so would know her Dave, because he's a super being. Yeah, but Dave was introduced her. to her. But how how would that work if it's did Ellen knows her, Richard knows her, uh, JoJo knows her, the people at the convention know her? Uh, you know, because that all of the time people, but did Richard Alara and all those people knew her? Okay. The witch oh, knew her. Right, right. Okay. So everybody so Richard knew her. did see. Her. She was just like. Yeah, everybody saw her. Oh, and right when Malcolm took, or not, um, not Malcolm. When when uh, Elton John took him, took her to live in his apartment. His sister had a breakdown. Yep. Okay. So yeah, yeah and then okay. you know, they, 
they were looking for Martin Freeman's character who is going to take him into immersive horrors. Yeah. And they end up finding a Lara who was Time Beast person with the last page of the right. book. Um, they took her to the witch to get exercised. Okay. And she's like, what the hell did you bring I, to just, me? So, yeah, I, she know, was definitely there. I'm looking into it like, oh, you know, let me let me dig a little deeper and I'm going to find a, an Easter egg. But, no, I, it's not that – it's <clears throat> it's um, not that deep, I guess. Pretty, but Yeah, it's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, but Sorry, it is – it, Listen. It, they do change the rules a little bit is all I'm saying of, of what we think goes Yeah, you're – you were searching for the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that the essence of watching this show? You were just finding out if you could be a truth seeker. How and about, honestly, we I need wanna, jobs. I be a truth we seeker. need jobs that when we need jobs that as we're doing the jobs, we could, um, you know, search for a ghost or in our case, like as we're doing the jobs, we actually get paid for. We could still podcast while we do it. Like, like it's he, called ride sharing. Yeah, like it, this guy, <laughs> you know, he's a he's he's the best uh, cable and internet installer on in, in England, and which gets him to go into places and find ghosts. And he's got like a special yeah. compartment in his truck that he takes home. He's got the greatest job ever. Yeah, we just need to sign up for Uber. Yeah, and we can just set up a mic on our <laughs> dashboard and just talk to each other that way. And everybody that gets in is like, uh, why is there two of you? It's like, well, don't worry. Well, there's a guest. <laughs> every driver, every uh, passenger is a guest. But that's it, man. Uh, we'll get out of here with a five and a four and a half for yeah. Truth Seekers. Uh, next week, we'll be back. We'll discuss a little more Mandalorian. There's some other stuff out there that we'll watch, and we'll leave it suspenseful. Yep. Um, but you can f- follow us on social media, Galaxy Wars Podcast, wherever you're on social media. We're on every podcast directory. Galaxy Wars podcast every Wednesday is the Active Geek podcast. I don't want to cut into the Active Geeks Mando minute because uh, it's okay. I think it's. I think it needs to be discussed. Yeah, it does. It's a, listen. We're a family. We're a network, so we can share <laughs> share topics. So yeah, next week we'll talk a little more Mando minutes. Uh, but yes, uh, support the network, Active Geek, Galaxy Wars, and then uh, here's twenty dollars. Buy yourself something nice.